Hello and welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, aliens, psychics, religion, new age, awakening, ascension, starseeds, channeling, holistic health, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, while other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's modern world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelyleah.com or at thelovelyleah on Instagram so we can connect. Become a Patreon supporter to get access to behind the scenes of our guests, freebies, early access to new episodes, discounts on merch, and more. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Leah Lovely, and today I'm talking to you guys. It has been a long time, quite a few months actually, where uh, I haven't been able to talk to you directly because we have so much insane content coming your way that I just didn't want to get behind and wanted to be able to, to usher a lot of those things to you. But you know what? I miss you guys and I miss talking directly to you. And before we get into the new year, uh, I just, I had some things I wanted to get off my chest and some things that I've been learning that I wanted to share with you. And I hope that will be really just enriching for yourself and the lessons that you're learning as well. So before we get there, I want to get a couple of things out of the way. As usual, we have our housekeeping and, uh, I'm really, you know, just thrilled that this is something that I get to do with my life. And I feel finally like I've really gotten to a space where I'm doing my life's purpose. I really am. And that's super fun. So uh, if you are a Patreon member per usual, and or you want to become a Patreon member, you can go to patreon.com slash the lovely Aaliyah to be a part of uh, whatever we're doing over there. We have workshops every month. We have a workshop where we're talking about dreams, everything dreams. It's on the second, the second, <laughs> uh, and it's at 10 a.m. CST. And uh, for those of you who have joined our mystery school, we had such a banging time last time. I'm so excited. We've opened up a WhatsApp group and we're all talking there and building this really amazing community. And so as soon as we have more capacity to be able to open that up, I will make that announcement. But for now, um, you know, just shout out to my mystery peeps. So you have to become a $10 member in order to become a part of our workshops. If you are a Patreon member of any tier, obviously you can still see the behind the scenes for all of our episodes and get additional content and discounts. Uh, The next thing I wanted to announce is that I think I'm going to stop doing individual one-off readings. And Spirit has been coming at me for about six months about it, and I couldn't bring myself to do it because it is, you know, something I really enjoy. I love seeing new people all the time and being able to give them a reading. But what I realized is that it's not in you know, my best interest capacity wise to have to start over with someone new all the time. And while it's fun, I think uh, for some people, they want to come in and get like a quick fix and that's their fix for the year. And I really want to do something where I'm able to build on that progress and see someone grow. And that's going to be more fulfilling uh, for me. And so um, for now, you can still book the individual readings. You might want to grab one before I take it down. (laughs) Um, So you can go to thelovelyleah.com slash booking to do that. But um, what I'm going to be offering uh, instead is mentorship. 
And it's a type of uh, spiritual coaching, a spiritual mentor, where I'm going to be your spiritual auntie and help you through the process. It's a 12-week program where we'll go through all of the things that you want to talk about, and it'll be individually catered to you, tailored to you. And so, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that and to go back and start doing coaching um, to help any of you who really want to go deeper, want to learn more about yourself and your soul and learn about your modalities and your gifts. And if you have questions, you know, to have someone to guide you through the process, who's been through it and who's helped others through it and who has interviewed a hundred some odd people about it. (laughs) And so, um, there's a wealth of information for you to take a hold of, and I'm so excited, but we're, I'm only offering this mentorship to three people per season. Um, just to make sure that I have enough time and access uh, to each one of you uh, and that you get the the richest experience that you can. It's not cheap and it shouldn't be because uh, it's going to be a wealth of value. And uh, if you're interested in that and you want to apply for that and you want to know more details, uh, you can go to thelovelylea.com slash mentorship. Okay. All right. So that rounds it up for our announcements. So let's get into what we're going to talk about today. So I just want to ask Spirit to join me to make sure that uh, what I have to talk about is going to be of the highest good for the collective and that there is something that you'll be able to get out of that. So here we go. What has been on my mind very deeply in the last month is that I've been really, really tired. And I've been so tired that I felt for for a long time like I didn't have a lot of uh, personal information or personal advice or wisdom to offer any of you because I was just too damn tired. And I started to think about, you know, just, you know, why am I so tired? Well, one, I'm a new mom and um, maybe not so new now after almost eight months, but there are all these adjustments that I'm starting to notice has started to take its toll and the fatigue is starting to wear in. And I hear that doesn't go away (laughs) Um, the whole time, I guess, apparently that you're a parent. So I have a lot to look forward to in that, but there is this part of me that started to feel just, I would say resentful, you know, this feeling of like, I'm tired of getting up in the middle of the night And while I absolutely adore, freaking adore and obsessed with my kid, um, you know, even last week's episode is an example of how um, those little things are starting to kind of feel like they're getting to me. And then, you know, the Omicron variant and the Delta and all the stuff that's in the news. And, you know, with that, in addition to that, you know, we had this insane thing that happened with our family recently. Um a member of our family is is really sick and um we were very scared that we were going to lose them uh you know there was there's just stuff like failing dynamic stuff going on we had the holidays and we couldn't see everybody because we're trying to keep everybody safe and you know i <laughs> i had a very personal instance where um you know i'm getting married next year and i've been waiting about 7 months for this gown to show up and it shows up and it is the absolute wrong size and i'm having to go back and forth with the the store that i ordered it from because they don't want to give me a refund for a dress that i can't even alter to get into and it's a whole thing whatever the ancestors are going to handle it okay <laughs> Um, but I was having a lot of this, like just kind of messiness 
and things that felt really inconvenient. And, you know, normally I'm pretty zen about stuff and I'm like, yeah, whatever, whenever it's going to work out and it's going to be this and it's going to be fine. And I just felt that I had hit my threshold of it's going to be fine and got to a point where uh, last week, I think I cried almost every day. There was something that made me cry and I was just in this funk of feeling like I could really just use a week off from my life. You ever felt like that? (laughs) I'm sure you have. There are these moments inside of us that, that, you know, you just kind of feel like the, the straw is going to break the camel's back. And it's like one more thing happens, you know, like I'm going to lose my fucking shit. (laughs) And, and that's how I felt like, and feel very, it's, it's present. It's palpable. It's real. It's now. And I'm, I'm in this space yesterday, just thinking, um, about this week's episode. I was actually going to air a different episode and decided that I wanted to do this instead. And I thought about what does it look like for my new year to, to look at the way in which all of these, uh, events continue to culminate within each other and, and stack and pile. How do I, how do I deal with this? And where have I been? Where's my headspace been in the last few, even months, I would say that it's made it feel like it's been super hard. You know, it's been super difficult to get back to that space. And I started looking at kind of my habits in my life and I started to notice, uh, David's been asking me a lot, like, do you schedule time off? Have you scheduled time for yourself? And And he didn't mean like scheduling time off because, you know, I'm already working part time, but the time that I'm not working, I'm, I'm with my, my kid full time. So it's a, it's a weird schedule where we go back and forth that someone was with the child all the time. So it's not really a day off. It's just a day with, if that makes sense. So anyway, he was asking me if I, I schedule time for myself. Like if I put in my schedule on the days that I work, this is an hour for my lunch. This is an hour for bath time. This is an hour for this. And I was like, no, that's ridiculous. And he's like, I really think that that's a, a habit you should start doing to make sure that you schedule in those things. And I couldn't at first tell why he was asking me to do that. I get it now because he looks at my schedule to see if I have time to do something, I'm like, I'm in the middle of something <laughs> where it doesn't look like I'm doing very much because I'm on my phone and my work requires that I'm on my phone. So it doesn't look like to anyone from the outside that I'm actually working. It looks like I'm just on my phone anyway. Um, so, so that made sense, but to a different degree, it was like, Oh, you know, do I put on my schedule? This is my time to work out. This is my time to meditate. This is my time to take a bath. This is my time to take a nap do I do that? Do I make sure that I put that into my schedule? And I don't. And especially with a a little one, and I also have stepchildren, and we also have a large family and and so on, like myself and my desires and the things that I, I need for my human person. If I'm not making those, that intention and I'm not making space for those things. And we'll give them, guess what? Something else will always take priority. And so I think that I, I started to realize that like, you know, in the last probably year, I really haven't made an effort to make myself a priority. I've been thinking about y'all. <laughs> I've been thinking about my kid. I've been thinking about my family. And I tend to always kind of come last 
And, you know, in my, in my head, I'm thinking, well, there's plenty of times where I'm getting to do stuff that I like, but when you're someone who's a, I would say a producer, someone uh, who likes to, to make things happen, someone who's very action oriented, someone who's very much in their outward directed energy. You know, when you're in that place where you feel kind of a high from being productive, then it may feel like you're doing something for yourself when you're actually doing work, you know, like me sitting down and plotting out what my schedule is going to be for the next week and what like new projects I'm going to take on and how I'm going to sit down and record this meditation thing. Finally, I'm still working on it. Um, you know, things like that. I'm thinking that those are things I'm doing for myself because I really enjoy my work, but on a spiritual level, that's, those are not the things that I'm doing for my human. And while I still make time to get up in the morning and work out, I haven't been making the time to sit and meditate. I haven't been taking the time to, you know, write down in my dream journal. I haven't been taking time to burn my candles and do my rituals and they come up and I do them every once in a while and so on, but I'm not doing them to the degree that used to feel really good to me, like to help me reset, to help me get my feet back on the ground, to help me get my mindset in a place where I feel like, okay, I'm back. I'm here. I'm grounded. And so I, I, I think that I've gotten to the space where I'm going, Hmm, what, what does it look like to really carve out that type of space for next year? And what does it mean for myself as a, as a person, as a human, as a spiritualist, as a podcaster, as a mom, as a soon to be wife, as a friend to make my intention for my time so sacred. So that way I can have the capacity for the other people that I serve in my life. I think it's a big deal because I also noticed this year I've been kind of a shitty friend and I give myself a pass because like if anybody, if anybody knows what it's like to go through the process of motherhood, my goodness, like your, your brain completely changes and suddenly getting back to text messages don't seem so such a high priority, you know, and hanging out with people while, while we're in the middle of a pandemic doesn't seem like the best thing for your anxiety. And, you know, like there are other things that kind of take a backseat besides that work even, you know, becomes less of a priority. So there are all these these services that we provide in our life to other people, but if we're not serving ourselves, then we can't serve at the highest capacity for anybody else. It's very much that analogy that they talk about on the plane where it's like, if you don't put your oxygen mask on first, you know, you can't help anybody else if you're passed out on the floor. And, and I'm seeing that. I'm seeing that. I'm si finding out that it is super important for me to do that. But what do you do? How do you do that when you've been a person for most of your life, who doesn't know how to ask for help, who's learned that it's more um, important for you to appear strong and have it all together and do everything yourself, and who feels more empowered by being able to control everything and being able to hold everything in your own hands and not rely on anybody else, for it to be, for you to be so independent that, you know, for anybody else to contribute in your life is just slowing you down. I know I'm talking to some of y'all. <laughs> And, and if that is the case, then it is really hard to come to back to a space to pull back and say that I, I need something for me. 
And that may require you to ask other people for things that may require you to ask your partner for time. You know, hey, can you take care of this so I can do this? Can you support me in this way? That this may require you to ask your friends to say, hey, look, I'm dealing with some anxiety right now. And I just need like a couple months off without feeling bad about it. Or maybe, you, need, you know, like making your needs known. And I had a session with a, 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 a client today who was talking to me about um, when I asked her a question or asked her to ask me a question, actually, in fact, uh, about um, some trajectory stuff we were talking about energetically. And, you know, she she told me she didn't know what to ask. And and we kind of dug into that and found that, you know, it's really it's really hard for her to ask for things because she learned very early that when she asked for things that, you know, people either didn't take her seriously or uh, didn't make space for her or they didn't fulfill um, the the desire that she had asked for. So she recognized that they weren't reliable and that she really just had to stand on her own. And, and I hope she doesn't mind that I shared that, but, um, there, I, I think a lot of us struggle with that very much so because I see it so much in my, my client sessions. I see it so much within myself that when it, when it comes down to it, when it comes to this fatigue that we're always feeling, it's because we think that we have to do this alone. It's that we we carry the the vastness of the heaviness of life, the denseness of life in our own hands, and we don't disperse that amongst our communities, amongst our families, amongst our, our the people that are, we're needing support from. And I think also we don't ask from our spirit guides, we don't ask from our God, our angels, our whoever you know you follow, that. In a way that we believe and actually surrender those things to them, right? Because we still feel like we have to hold it all on our own. And some of you uh, believe in spirit guides and other people and realms and, you know, a supportive galactic council that helps us out. And some of you loosely get the idea. But if if we were really, truly trusting that the universe had our back and the universe was going to take care of us and that the things that we we're asking for, you know, could be something that's ushered into our life very effortlessly. Maybe we would feel if, if we felt that we could ask for those things, we could let go of some of that weight that we're feeling, some of that fatigue. I know that there's been some scary things that I've seen on the news recently. And, and for me being a parent, uh, has really shifted and changed my focus. And it's actually made me more afraid. I've noticed that my anxiety has completely transformed into an ugly monster that I can't seem to get a hold of. And I've always had problems with anxiety. A lot of sensitive people are or do have uh, those issues. But I notice for myself that there's this part of me, the side of me that's like very logically able to talk myself down. And then this other side that comes back with all the reasons why I shouldn't trust the sanity of my logical side and all the things that could happen and all the fears and all the what ifs. And this is tiring. This is tiring. And I've come to the space where I, I felt very much so almost at capacity, like, like I've been throttled past my limit on what my anxiety can bring to my attention to the point where I have to resign that fear. I've gone to a place where I'm so exhausted and I can't carry it anymore. 
that I've ultimately had to just give up. I've had to give up on my anxiety. I've had to give up that this anxiety is protecting me in some kind of way. I've had to give up this idea that this anxiety is serving me in any kind of way. And I've had to to give up purely the energy that it takes to worry about things on that level. It's it's just gone too far. And you know, for some people, they don't, they don't have that switch that turns that off. And I recognize that that's a very real thing that a lot of people deal with. And um, it's something that I've dealt with for a really long time. And if I hadn't had the, I would say spiritual training over the last four or five years, that I wouldn't have that little breaker switch that goes off when I feel overloaded. And if you think about a breaker fuse in a house, um, you know, when the electricity, too many things are going on at once in order to keep it from burning to the ground, <laughs> it shuts it down. And I'm, I'm noticing that that's something that's happening to me. This is where this fatigue is, has been kicking in. So I started to look into my soul and go, okay, what's going on here? Like, why am I so afraid? Why am I so anxious? Why is every little thing coming up? Um, giving me this, this space of old thoughts, ruminating things, thoughts I thought I had beat years ago. There was even a moment last week where I, I felt like, gosh, like I just, I need, I want to abandon my body, not in a, in a state of feeling suicidal, like just escape. I want to be outside of what this feels like to have this heaviness constantly. And I kind of heard this voice that said, then stop carrying this. Stop holding on so hard to your concerns. Hand them over. Give them to me. And I'm, you know, in the process thinking, who's me? <laughs> and you? You? My, um, higher self? Is that you or God? I don't know. Um, and, and I found myself in the space of, of thinking, you know, Mind you, I had not had any sleep. Uh, my kid woke up three times that night and it was my day. And I was like feeling so resentful about it because um, she, seems, she seems to sleep through the night when David has her. And I'm like, that's not fair. <laughs> anyway, um, so I, I'm sitting there and thinking, what what does that look like? What does that look like for me to surrender? Like actually surrender. And I know some of you guys are tired of hearing about surrender because it's like, okay, we get it. Like. I know I'm supposed to be surrendering, but how am I supposed to let go when I have rent due this month or um, when I'm worried about my kid and, and have their health or I'm worried about my own health or, you know, like life is is pretty serious and it feels that way. But my in my own belief set, I had to step into a place where I go, okay, I recognize that this is not all there is. And if we are sitting in this matrix, um, it was funny. I watched the matrix a couple of days ago and I like really liked it. But, um, if we're sitting in this matrix, then my avatar itself is in this process of, of learning in this game. And as the player, I'm sitting behind the avatar going, you know, this is, this is great. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. I'm gonna try this, you know, thing. And this is going to help me expand. And this is going to help me grow while my avatar is feeling the weight of what it's like to be in this reality. And I'm super excited because in a few weeks you're going to hear um, 
Thomas Campbell on the show, and we're going to talk very much about the simulation experience. But I love this analogy because it takes the 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 seriousness away from the way that we view life. And life is very serious. So I'm not here to negate or invalidate that. But what I'm saying is, is that in those moments that we feel like something is the end all, you know, be all, if if we had viewed our person as an avatar within a game, then this is not our only chance. This is not our only chance to learn anything. This is not our only chance to do something. You know, at, at this point, we have these objectives and these goals about what the things we'd like to achieve and whatnot, but like, there's no real wrong way. And while a lot of the things that we fear are things that would bring us terrible pain, terrible pain. It, it is us living in that fear that takes us away from the present. That is not that reality. So what do I look like fearing and worrying and controlling and anxietying about something that hasn't happened? That may never happen. I'm, I'm living then in that reality and I'm, I'm, it's happening. Your body doesn't know the difference between whether or not you're imagining something versus whether it's actually happening. Because anybody who with, with anxiety really does know that it feels as real as you experiencing it right then and there. So I have this, this issue with, uh, intrusive thoughts and these intrusive thoughts come in and I entertain them quite often. Uh, you know what they're like, like you can be, uh, driving in down, you know, the street with your family and you guys are all singing a song and you're having a really happy time. And then you imagine a car crash. Why do we do that? <laughs> Um, the intrusive thought comes in to say, to end essentially the vulnerability in a very happy moment, because if there's any sub programming that says we don't deserve this, or this can be taken away from me, I need to protect myself just in case something bad happens. So I don't feel the pain of loss. If we've experienced any trauma, that hard wiring is right there to show up with an intrusive thought to protect us when really it doesn't. Because us entertaining that thought takes us out of the current reality of where we're at right now. And, you know, it could be as trivial as a wedding dress. <laughs> you know, I literally, I'm going to tell you the story. Um, I have, I've planned and planned and planned and planned and planned. I am, have been a wedding photographer for nearly 20 years. Okay. So I know weddings back and front, front and back. And so I have done an extreme amount of planning to put together this insanely beautiful event. Okay. And I'm super stoked about it because I've worked in this industry for so long and so many of my friends are going to be there. And, um, you know, some of the best wedding vendors I've ever met or seen their work are going to be a part of this. And I'm just excited to have all of my favorite people in one room. And it's it's going to be, it's just, it's something I've been looking forward to after two years of like social cutoff. Anyway, and so um, it, the culmination of all of it comes together in this beautiful gown that I thought, okay, I want to get this dress and this says something about me and um, what I want, what I want to feel like and blah, blah, blah. So you want to talk about manifestation. This is so crazy. The, the gown that I had gotten was a dress that I bought, um, very 
close after me having a baby. And the reason I got that dress was because I thought it would hide everything that I didn't want to have to scurry to get into shape uh, in, you know, in a year's time. And so I, I bought what I thought was this really, really beautiful gown that I wouldn't have to hide in necessarily um, because everything would already be hidden. <laughs> so that says something about me moving forward on something in a, in a place of scarcity, in a place of shame, in a place of feeling a certain way about my, my personhood, um, my body, my body image. Anyway, <clears throat> you get the point. And so um, before the gown gets here, I get this intuitive thought that the sleeves aren't going to fit because I have rather large arms and I am built like an inverted triangle. <laughs> so um, I try not to say that disparagingly. I just, that's a fact. So um, I'm thinking about this moving forward and the person who was in charge of the whole thing never measured my arms or my shoulders or any, or anything like that. And I thought, this is so weird. We had to do so many measurements for David's suit but why don't they do so many measurements for dresses? They literally do your bust, waist, and hips, and that's it. And they're like, oh, well, you'll have alterations. You'll have this and that or whatever. Anyway, so I had this like gut feeling something was going to be wrong with it when I got it. So when I got it, it was it's about three sizes too small. There is no alterations that's going to fix this dress. And <laughs> now I have signed my life away on these contracts trying to figure out how now, how do I get my money back? Because they've obviously made a mistake. And I won't go into the whole process because y'all need all that. But I'm sitting there just feeling magnificently destroyed. And loads of these thoughts come in about how I'm going to look on my wedding day. And I'm going to look disgusting and hideous. And I'm going to look like a football player and Shrek and, you know, all of these really old thoughts about the way I felt about my body for a very long time started to resurface. And I'm like, where the fuck have y'all been? Like surprised that those thoughts showed up, that I thought that I beat those. And I've been working on my self-image and working on my body and working on blah, blah, blah. And there they were to show up, to tell me, hey, you still have some work to do. You still have more self-love that you can offer yourself. You still have more discipline that you can offer yourself. Here are where areas where you're sabotaging yourself. You really thought this was going to be the dress that you chose? No, no, no. This dress is just a symbol of you unveiling a part of yourself that you have yet to heal. And the, the fatigue that came up in that, because immediately I felt defeated. I felt saddened. I felt like, oh man, all of my expectations, you know, we hate expectations around here. Um, all of my expectations of what I thought was going to be this or that, or how it's going to look, whatever had been just shattered. And it's because all of those expectations had been built on an unhealed wound. So here I am, you know, I, I had, I let myself have 24 hours. I have 24 hours to bitch and moan and cry and be upset and go back and forth and, and be just disheveled about it. And then I'm going to move on and I'm going to go do the thing, uh, go back on my search, start back at the drawing board from a place of what do I, what do I actually really want to wear and how do I really want to feel? Not that I'm going to get something that's going to hide my body because I'm shamed that I look a certain way after having a baby but that I am going to 
shine in something that I absolutely love. Now, you might think that this is a story just about a dress, but this is a story (laughs) about a wound that showed itself to me in a way that through an inconvenience, through something that made me extraordinarily anxious and tired and upset that I invested so much time and money into something that didn't end up working out. And ultimately what I, what I got to say is, is that there is expansion that comes from that. It is when you are at that mile marker, uh, you know, 13 (laughs) and you have the rest of the marathon still to go. It is that fatigue that shows up that goes, oh man, I've been doing the work for a really long time and now I really want to give up and I have to keep going. That tiredness that you feel, that anxiousness that you feel, that inconvenience that you feel is all pointing towards saying, hey, there's more work to do here. Now that's not something anybody wants to hear while they're fucking tired. I'll say that. But it's not the end. And a lot of times we mistake it for the end. That this thing that happened or, you know, this, this thing that I'm upset about or the thing that didn't turn out the way I thought it was going to or <laughs> the year that didn't turn out the way I thought it was going to, um, the thing that got canceled or the job that I lost or the boyfriend that skipped out or whatever. All of these things that we are experiencing And then on top of that, all the things that we're afraid of experiencing is just showing us back to ourselves. It's just showing us that there is this area that is crying for attention and looking to be acknowledged, that is hoping for something better, that it is a stair to the next level. If you think of a set of stairs, And you think of, you know, you're on the first floor and you need to get to the second floor. You need to take a few stairs to get there. You might have to take a lot of stairs to get there. And you may be tired on your way up, but each stair that you take is a step forward towards getting to that next level. So the only way that you can really fail is if you step backwards. So if you need to stop, that's totally okay. If you need to take a breath, That's totally okay. If you need to take some time, (laughs) take that time, but don't take a step backwards. Don't think that, you know, because this thing didn't work out or because you're tired or because you're upset or because anxiety has shown up once again, that you have failed, that you are not, not better off than where you were before. Because I think that sometimes that's where fatigue gets me is thinking like that I haven't made progress. That I've had to start all over again. That feeling. Oh man, nothing's more tiring than that feeling. And with the dress example, thinking like, oh God, now I have to go back through and look again. Take all this time to look again. Something I told one of my clients that was talking about this today is, um, you know, perhaps the dress that I really wanted or that I would actually dawn in hadn't been made yet. The designer hadn't, it hadn't come to conception yet. And I had ordered this dress just to be a, a a placeholder for now until I found the thing I really wanted. You know, sometimes that happens. I've seen it happen in my own life, uh, in multiple occasions. And so because of my past experience, I had to go there. It would be really easy for me to return to the thought that, you know, you're unworthy and you're fat and you're this and you're that, and you're going to be a hideous bride. 
it's super easy to go there. But what would take more strength and what would be better for me is to say, you know what? That, that's not for me. That's not mine. Why am I going to spend a whole bunch of energy pouting and venting and, oh, I wasted my time. I wasted money. I wasted a mistake, blah, blah, blah. If I live in an abundant universe, then, hey, I didn't lose anything. That's, you know, just another way for me to expand. I got another lesson out of this. I learned something about myself today and that helps me move forward. And I hope this is making sense because <laughs> for, for myself being as tired as I am, I know that my race isn't finished and that there's more to do and more to heal and more to expand on. And yes, it's okay for me to stop. But every step that I take is always a step towards that next level. And so I don't want this to be your rah-rah for like, I'm never going to stop. I'm just going to keep going and plow through because you will find yourself in a place that will force you to stop. And that is something I am very familiar with. But if you find that you're tired, give yourself a pat on the back for doing the work in the first place. If you know that you've been really going through it and you've been trying to maintain some sense of sanity <laughs> through this whole process, then good for you. It's been a hard year. It's been a hard few years for a lot of people. And we have gone through, you know, their favorite term, unprecedented circumstances. I really like to get back to precedent circumstances, but, you know, we have been through a lot. And in this process, I want you to ask yourself, are you in a better space spiritually than you were before? Are you in a better space humanitarily? than you were before like is your human better has listening to the show helped you in any way to make you better and understand and know that like despite your flaws and despite your anxiety and despite being tired and despite the hardship and despite the failures that you're always failing forward that all of the things that have happened up to this point have given you lessons to learn about who you are and how you'd like to expand. And while some of those are extraordinarily difficult, and because of the difficult we've experienced and the trauma that we've had, we have these thoughts that come in and show up and say, oh no, I don't know, I don't want this to happen again. It's, it's completely expected. But do you have the power? Do you have the the grace in yourself to say, you know what, it's easy for me to become susceptible to the negative thoughts and to give in to that feeling of defeat. But whether or not I feel defeat or I feel fatigue, I can shift my perspective into a place and say, good job, despite how I'm feeling. I could have just failed majorly, massively on a test or out of a job or out of a relationship or in a situation that I, I fucked up again and I should have known better, blah, blah, blah. You know what? But I tried. I did do something. I did move forward in some way. I did learn something. Either I learned for the 10th time that this is not the person I should be with. Or the fifth time that I, you know what, I really am not good at doing corporate America. Or, 
you know, the second time that I yelled at my kid and I'm not proud about it. I didn't yell at my kid, but <laughs> there are moments you you show up for life every day knowing that this is something that is a gift that we signed up for, at least in my philosophy. And if it is, then every inconvenience and every tired <laughs> task that we have to carry on and inconvenience is ultimately pushing us towards something. I won't say it's for our greater good because that to me just sounds cheesy, but it is pushing us towards something to discover something about ourselves. Maybe to discover how strong we are, to discover how much we need to ask for help, for us to discover how loved we are, for us to discover how much love we need to give to ourselves. If you find that you're feeling tired, you're not the only one. We're with you. We're absolutely with you. And if you found that despite the ridiculous circumstances Earth School has given us this year, and you have still kept moving forward, hey, maybe you even thrived. Excellent, you know. But if you didn't and you survived, that's also still a step forward. It's also still something worth mentioning, something worth being proud of. It is a hundred percent a part of this journey that we're all on together. And and all of our expectations and all of the goals and all the plans and all the things that we want to happen, you know, we can't control everything. And I think for me, anxiety sprouts out of that place. Like I can't control the world. And if I can just control it, my anxiety would go away. Right. But what would it look like to live in a space where when we're tired, we actually gave ourselves the opportunity to rest. We actually gave ourselves a chance to let go and stop controlling everything. We actually allowed ourselves to stop entertaining the worst case scenario as a means to protect ourselves. Because if you actually think about it, if that actually, if that thing that you keep thinking about that keeps ruminating in your head, if, if it did happen, would you feel any less bad? Probably not. You wouldn't be like, oh, good, I'm glad I prepared my mind for this situation. No, like it would still hurt equally as bad. So it, it would do yourself some justice to get to live in the present moment and live in, in the moment for what it is instead of assigning some type of meaning to it about how you failed or about how the world is going to end or whatever. I think that for myself, that's my biggest lesson for the night next year is I, I am still working on this. I'm always working on this, but <laughs> if long lesson is, is how to be present. I'm constantly, constantly planning for my future. And I find that a lot of my fatigue comes from that because you can plan and plan and plan, but you know, what is, what do they say? God, you plan and God laughs. <laughs> So maybe next year we do a little less planning, right? Maybe next year the things that we do plan for are things that look like self-care, time off, baths, uh, a moment to smile. You know, I'm going to plan for 10 minutes. I'm going to go 
and drink my coffee without my phone. You know, things like that. Maybe next year we allow space to be enjoying the moment for what it is. I know that that's something my daughter has taught me hugely. And um, it's been really interesting to see how she requires me to do so. That's something I'm learning from this little magical soul is that, you know, when I want to be on my phone and I want to be planning stuff and I want to be like, oh, let's do this project or let's answer this email or let's take care of this business thing. And, and she doesn't allow me to. And I find myself getting frustrated. Ugh, I just want to get this thing done. And she just wants to look me in my eyes. And I think when I finally make that eye contact with her, how foolish of me. How foolish of me that I would want to look at my phone over this little person. You know? Obviously, I can't be present 100% of the time. But it is something that I'm finding there's so much more magic in those moments. And those moments are so much more enriching for me. I noticed that with my partner, sitting with him and making sure that we're giving each other enough eye contact and spending enough time listening to what each other is saying instead of off to the next thing. Uh, a lot of you have requested that I talk more about um, motherhood on here, and I've actually been resistant to that because I thought, well, I don't want to um, I alienate a lot of the other people who are not parents. But I find more and more that this particular experience has has brought has brought me to a place that's requiring me to level up in a in a really big way, really fast. And it's super uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable. <laughs> um so it, it's something that I'm I'm I it is giving me a, a master class of what does it look like to be present? What does it look like to stop planning so far in advance? What does it look like to stop being so afraid? Because suddenly now my heart is walking around outside of my body and I'm trying to protect her every chance I can and I can't. And that lack of control drives me fucking crazy. And it's tiring to try to continue to manage my intrusive thoughts my anxiety, my fears, while on very little sleep. So maybe this is not your case. Like maybe there's something else you have, you know, and your own masterclass that is giving you a run for your goddamn money, okay? <laughs> I want you to think about whatever that thing is right now and, and recognize and know that that thing came into your life to give you time and space to figure out how to choose yourself. Choose your own expansion. Our hardship is always trying to show us our soul, what we're really here for. If you're in a really shitty job that's really draining the fuck out of you, well, guess what? Maybe you learn that you want to do something else. Maybe you'll finally choose yourself and start that tarot business you've always wanted to. I'm talking to a few of you, <laughs> I know. Um, you know, maybe it's that relationship that's really just so tumultuous and hard and and you go, okay, like I, I got to be done with this. I'm so tired, I'm so drained. Yes, relationships are hard work, but they don't need to be hard like that. Maybe that's your sign. Maybe you have a, a relation, difficult relationship with a parent. 
It continues, continues to overstep its boundaries. You know, I can give examples all day, but anyway, whatever your situation is, this is your masterclass. Okay. And we all got quite the boot camp over the last couple of years that changed our reality in such a way that it required us to adjust and acclimate. And for a lot of us, it felt like death. For, for some of us, it was actual physical death. And that's a really, really difficult thing to, to come to terms with. That in the midst of, of all of this thing, all of these things, that this whole experience, this video game, is meant for us so we can level up. So if you find that you're tired, good on you. It sounds like you're doing the work. But make sure that you give yourself space and time to stop, to reflect, to be present, to let go of the things that we, you cannot control, to surrender the things, your desires that you're holding so so tightly close to your chest, trying to protect yourself from losing them. And you put your hands up. Sometimes it feels good to just stop and put your hands up. I have no control over the circumstance or situation. I trust that the universe has my highest good in mind. I know that I am protected and loved and held. And I need a minute. <laughs> Whatever that looks like for you. So hopefully this made sense to y'all. Um, I feel a little rusty since I haven't done one of these in a long time. But uh, what I will say lastly is that um, fatigue is a sign that you've been doing something. But is the thing that you've been doing been valuable? Not is it right or is it wrong? Has it been valuable? Maybe that's a question that you ask yourself more next year. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love each and every one of you. I hope you have a safe and wonderful, happy new year. And I will see you in the next one next year. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with someone you love. And if you're interested in becoming a client for energy coaching or card readings, find me at thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do and to book your own session. And don't forget to add me on the lovely Aaliyah on Instagram for daily content and inspiration and hang out with me on Patreon. As always, thank you for listening.